0: Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Luca's Tigers and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca
1: Nation, episode 609 of Luca's Tigers and Bronze. Oh, my. And this is a special one. This is uh, a partnership episode with Collectible. Cage, get it right for us. It's a... the fractional report brought
0: to you by collectible before the
1: opening bell and
0: you got it the fractional report
1: brought to you by collectible before the opening bell and i wanted to jump on here guys with um to give you a little bit of a peek inside my brain inside my heart because i saw a post from chris Hodge, and i really liked this post and it talked about kind of sports media be- being broken into two different categories right so one it's for the everyday fan, right? And and kind of ESPN was the ie on that. But but with more and more stake in the game, right? People have, you know, they bet on sports, they have like the, the prop bets, they have the you know same-day parlay, in-game parlay, you know, cards. We have all of this stake in the game when it comes to sports now. There's also the other crowd that you want like thorough researched really valuable content. And I want to be honest. I think we fall into this ladder into the second category. And um, I very much pride myself on it. I'm kind of edgy. You know, I'm a little bit like a porcupine. I'm very confrontational argumentative by nature cage, but guys, it's genuinely because I want the people on the other side of this to win. I want our listeners to do well. I want them to have success. I want them to be educated. I want them to, I'm never going to hit a home run for them, but I want them to start on first base that makes sense and the two plays that i had recently for you guys one was Giannis. right we were talking about how the bucks are playing better Giannis is going to be the first player in history that's going to have 25 points 10 rebounds five assist games for three years in a row uh, oscar robertson did that will chamberlain did that but the other guy cage that i want to kick today off is jason tatum so all week if you guys listen to our show i talked about jason tatum being kind of that next guy up Now, not the next guy up, as in he's going to overtake Giannis as the young face of the league, but we just saw it with John Morant. When his team performance did better and his personal performance exceeded expectations, cards started to move. I think the exact same thing is going to happen with Jason Tatum cards cage. And what makes this amazing is the card on collectible is a gorgeous Jason Tatum card that I think if there's any Tatum collectors out there, they're going to want this card. So... I say all that just so you guys know where we come from. You know where my heart's at, where my mind's at, because we genuinely, Cage and I both, we want to see you guys win with the research we do. Uh, so it's not just hot takes or any of that. So I wanted to kick things off with that, if that's okay, Cage.
0: I mean, it's probably fine. I think it was two weeks ago, maybe, yeah, two weeks ago, that was a card that I talked about as, um, you know, looking like a, a little bit of a bargain. Um, Tatum. I'm not as sold on Tatum i mean, I just look at the data you know on what's up what's down and and we really looked at that one as it's one of these like high-end cards of a player and that's where you know the money is gravitating so if if there are people who are investing in tatum um you know then that's um you know that's the way to go tatum i've got to tell you why i'm not a fan of him right um this is from a couple of seasons ago and it seems to be like a repeating thing right um, after his third year, he was, you know, he 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 looked good, right? I mean, you know, he's 17, 18, 19, so this is after the 19, 20 season, you know, summer of 20, um, the season ended, and he came out and started doing press, and he started complaining about the refs, and he said uh, the refs don't give him star treatment the way that other players uh, get star treatment, and that he ranked, uh, you know, at 23 points, it would have been more, uh, but he only had like four or five free throw attempts per game, um, you know, and obviously somebody like Giannis gets a ton more. And he basically was complaining and saying, hey, you know, I'm not getting that type of treatment. Um, and that, and and that really, makes, you,
1: makes him uninvestable
0: for you? No, just it started off on why I didn't um, – why I don't like him uh, as a player. You know me. When I talk about players, I say I like guys who have that. They're good on the court and they have a little something extra and Tatum is the exact opposite. He looks good on the court, but he's missing that something extra. He's played now is his fifth season. He never has taken the bull by the horns. He's never taken the alpha role on his team. As a matter of fact, all the news articles out there this entire year have been about whether or not him and Uh, Jalen Brown can coexist on the same team and whether or not one of them should have been traded instead of him going out and being the superstar that he was supposed to be on his team. Instead, you know, he took about complaining two years ago this past year, you know, he was an all NBA snub and complained about that because he lost a $32 million bonus on his contract because he wasn't all NBA. It's just a pattern of Tatum. I'm sure he has all the talent in the world, but when, you know, I mean, look, Investing in character doesn't always work. I said Devonte Graham was a great character guy, right? He's never going to make me millions of dollars, but I liked that he had that little extra something. Tatum seems to have; he seems to be missing that little extra. He's not putting team on his you're back. You're not getting;
1: anymore. you're not getting married to him. You're investing. Yeah, but in I am. My, my money
0: is. My money's getting married to him. That's what investing is. So, I mean, I I talked about the Tatum card as a buy. It's just on Tatum. Tatum himself. I you know, he's one of those guys when the shots start getting fired, you'll run. It's like Suicide Squad. You know, when it gets messy, you'll run. He's that kind of guy. I don't see him leading the team. Giannis, Giannis will put a fifty piece up and then go to Chick fil A. You know, that's a leader, right? That that that's a guy I, I think, you know You must have watched the, take-
1: the the Suns Bucks game today. You have a little recency bias.
0: Maybe, maybe. You, miss,
1: you missed the Nets Celtics game and you watched the Bucks Suns game. Am I right? No,
0: I saw Tatum got one great God. God. Tatum, no, right? Tatum had a great game today too. I don't watch the games. I let you watch the games. I researched the the numbers. And Tatum, the Tatum card is a good one, right? Because it's one of those cards that if Tatum does well and if people want to invest in Tatum. Remember, what are we saying now? What are we telling our 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 listeners? Don't don't invest in what you think is the right one. Invest in where everyone thinks is the right So, So I I may not like Tatum because he's a complainer and doesn't look to me like somebody who's going to carry a team. But if the rest of the the collecting and investing community likes him and they watch him score 50 points a game and the Celtics don't lose, right? And they're going to make a playoff push and he's going to do well and drop 50 in the playoffs, that's where everyone's going to want to be. But
1: here's where it gets good, Cage. They don't need to make a playoff push because there's an opportunity because there's only one card on Collectible that's a Tatum Mm -hmm. card. It has the revered PSA, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, auto flawless. It's a gorgeous card. It's literally as beautiful of a card as you could buy in today's day and age. Yep. It's vertical. People don't like horizontal. So it has all of the, the, it checks all the boxes. And all you need is the lead up to the playoff run, not the actual playoff run by the hype, sell the news. So if people are looking, who's the next John ja Morant, so to speak, who's the next guy to get me 20, 30, 40% in the next month. I think that's your guy.
0: I mean, it's, it's very possible. It's definitely a card that we talked about. So how's it looking over the over the last couple of weeks while the Celtics were doing well? How's that card looking? Give, give us the numbers on it. What did it IPO at? What's the market price? What's the market cap? What did it IPO at? Is it down from the IPO? Is it up? How's it done the last couple of weeks? Because now I'm so, curious. I know I did this. I can go find my notes from two weeks ago and see where it was at.
1: okay I, I have it all up here. Don't don't you worry. Your, your yes. I yes. so it don't feel
0: well, so I didn't want to run and get my notes.
1: See, you're all good. So... Uh, <laughs> It IPO'd at 46,000. It's at $46,920, $10.20 hmm. per share. I'll, I'll because, pull it up for you guys. So it's flat. It, it's flat. It's up 2% the last month. Um, but I, I think if you've been watching the Celtics, the Celtics have been playing well, but Tatum hasn't put up huge numbers. I think recently, if you look at his stats, he's over that 30 mark. Today he went over 50. That's player performance plus team performance. Am I sharing my screen, Cage? You are. Cool. So look, Good. this is the card. Cool. Two out of five, three color card, uh, or like kind of the in depth perfect auto vertical. Two out of five, ten ten. So, I mean, we now come we talked on here about we this did... one,
0: guys. The ten ten, right? The Luca ten ten. Remember how much that sold for? I mean, it was obviously that was a national treasure, ninety nine. But this is out of five. It's flawless. It's gorgeous. This is game worn.
1: Yes, it is, my friend.
0: So I mean, this is a really nice piece. It really is. I mean, and it's one of those ones where if if you know if you're out there looking to invest in tatum right this is a nice card to invest in you don't get much better than this we we had a question this morning on our show and whatnot somebody we were talking about michael jordan psa 10 right Uh this is a great example good card um and somebody said hey i got seventy five hundred dollars should i buy michael jordan psa eight and my answer was no my answer was there's a lot of the eights it's not that many tents it's not the rarest card in the world but my suggestion was why don't you take the investment and put it in the psa 10 that's available as fractional shares same thing here right like we've talked about tatum on our show for people who who want to buy into tatum you know maybe maybe you buy the green parallel i talked about maybe right. buy the silver parallel you talk about maybe talk about all these other ones Well, maybe the play is if you have $1,000 to invest or two, maybe you get in on this card because this is the card that a big money investor is going to try to get into, which is what we've seen over the last year of this hobby, right? We've seen so many buyouts. We've also seen big cards being bought, whether it's Mahomes cards, Luca cards, Giannis cards recently, you know, huge cards. This is the kind of card somebody looks for if they say, hey, you know what? I got to get a Tatum card. They're not probably going to go stacking up silvers or greens. They're going to go, hey, where can I find a game-used RPA that's numbered sure. out of five? This is it's it. literally it's a one-of-one card. Like, right?
1: That's a one of one card. Um, all right, Let me riff some data th- to you, shoot, and you um, shoot, shoot, tell shoot, me shoot. if there's anything that sticks out. Got to give a shout-out to Collectible. So Jack, new, new guy on the team, does an amazing job sending us data. There's so much here, Cage. I hope we yep. do it justice to break it down over the next 30, 45 minutes. Um, we'll do our best we can. So we got vintage flat, ultra moderns is down a little bit. If we kind of break it down by sport, basketball is down 1%, baseball down 2%, maybe because of the lockout. Remember, this is a lot of cards. So these numbers, they're not going to be too crazy because it's a benchmark. Uh, hockey, up 5%. By the way, if you're watching, Cage, Austin Matthews, you remember you gave, you gave that play?
0: Yeah, for a couple of years. The guy's
1: kill it, killing it right now in hockey. Um, Golf down two percent, tennis down three percent, boxing down a five percent, wrestling down, wrestling up a quarter percent, and soccer up one percent. Um, really, the biggest. You remember belt? that
0: Austin Matthews play we made, and uh, one of our guys, one of our original listeners, who's a Pokemon guy, doesn't know anything. He bought the Young Guns PSA ten for like three hundred bucks. Then he, he really? said, "Hey, I took a, it's, I took a leap of faith on you guys." And remember last week, he sent us a picture of his story. He was getting fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollar offers for the card. It's pretty nice. It's very nice. nice. We don't expect you to take a leap of faith. Andrew's got the data. You don't have to take a leap of faith here. Go for it.
1: So, I mean, I could pause there. I mean, the two big losses of the week, if you kind of just break it down, is 2004, 2005, exquisite dual logo man, Bird Magic BGS 9, down 40%. That to me is really surprising given that there's a Magic Johnson documentary coming out. And to me, Magic Johnson is the kind of guy that would thrive with a documentary. Um, there's so much about him that's revered, but I think we don't know. So that's surprising. Uh, another one was the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the ball down, um, the thirty-eight thousand three hundred eighty-seventh point signed ball down twelve percent year today. I
0: mean, does anything any of that have to do with LeBron dropping fifty-six and inching closer to breaking Kareem's record?
1: No, no one really cares about LeBron. We've talked about it. <laughs> Oh, other than um but now gary tweeted about let's buy lebron so let's just talk about lebron cards on the show
0: <laughs> just buy them all well there's a lot of there's a lot of lebrons on here you know one of the things that surprised me is how well he's playing Giannis, the gold immaculate uh bgs9 which is the one that's left it actually came down a little bit but remember it had 20 percent gains so it's just you know a healthy pullback down about 11 percent this week after two big weeks of gains um you know it's it's difficult, but you don't know where flawless and immaculate stand when you compare it to that national treasure. You can find some comps on this, you know. Obviously, compared to the national treasures, it's a heck of a card, you know, and a heck of a value. Um, so, you know, just another one to potentially look at. Baseball's been a little weird. Um, you want to say that um, you know that there's no real impact because now we're actually missing games, right? Um, but if you look at the last, say, you know. I don't know, seven weeks, you know, however long we've, we've had this, February is a short month. You know, we were slightly down last week, flat the week before, slightly up the week before, a little down, a little up, a little up, a little down. So there really hasn't been kind of like a crazy reaction to the announcement of missed games and the lockout continuing into the season. And if you look at individual cards, like the Mookie Betts, uh, Bowman Chrome blue refractor gained everything back 30% this week that it had given up in the weeks prior um but the Corey seager bowman chrome orange refractor didn't it was flat this week after losing 28.6 so you know if if, if you want to look at the the mookie as kind of like a leading indicator you think maybe I, I think it is
1: out. cage i think with trout being out so much the last two years mookies kind of become that that indicator where people if they want to
0: buy safe into baseball i think a lot of people choose mookie over trout now so i have one i want you to pull up But it is complete, straight from the numbers. It's completely out of my comfort zone. The talent, you know, he's a goat, so I should know more about him than I do. But it is 100% in your world because this is what you played, let alone what you watch. Today, you were telling me about Man U versus Man City and all this craziness. And then some man was playing in the U, and then some man was playing in the city, and they were playing against each other. I don't know what the hell was going on. City Derby. Um, It was a joy. was it a draw?
1: No, was it? no, no. no. City killed him. Destroyed him.
0: You don't like the, the U. I like a
1: beautiful brand of soccer. I like a beautiful brand of basketball.
0: Well, this will be right in your wheelhouse. Because if you don't like the U, that means you're not a Ronaldo guy. It means you like Mr. Messi right and that was i say this because i've talked about this basket before and i think a lot of people who are investing in fractional don't maybe love the basket play because you know like it's easy to get a comp for one card but the right. baskets are a little bit different so if you wouldn't mind can you pull up the uh, the messy basket um, the messy rookie basket right yep. if you wouldn't mind just we can look at the cards that are in that guys just straight on the numbers then i'll let, i'll let andrew go this thing ipo with 9200 shares at $10 per share which is $92,000 Two weeks ago it was five point five, last week five, down to four nine four. Why that is interesting to me, it means it's actually cracked down below fifty percent. Means it's now less than half of what the IPO price was. And means you're looking at something, you know, that's trading in the forty-five thousand dollar market cap. Is that what you got there? Um so I, I and, get
1: two thousand is at forty-five right now.
0: Yep, 45-4. So you tell me, is this something that people are just not looking at now because we have basketball getting into crunch time, football just ending, we're all talking about baseball, hockey is heating up, and we got the World Cup coming up. You think Messi's team is actually going to be a good team, uh, you know, from a betting perspective and whatnot going into this. You actually like, you know, Mr. Messi, which is a kid's book that I used to have as a child, Mr. Messi with a Y. Um, Talk to me about this because, to me, on the chart that you just shared – that chart is, you know, it's one of these kind of things, and you know, there's some good cards in here, yeah. some messy rookies. He's
1: a goat, so, so there's basically two schools of thought. So, one, it could have been the IPO was overpriced, um, right? It's that could awesome. be one school of thought. So, that might be a, but let's talk about B. So, I was listening to Ray Dalio, New World Order, today, you know, and just trying to learn and about WO. About-
0: I didn't know Ray Dalio was in that man. I know Hulk Hogan was in it, right? Yeah. Sting. So the, can you, you know, believe Scott that? Might be new World Order, NWA outsiders. NWA is very different. That's Easy. That's
1: <coughs> Ice Cube. Yeah, Drake. But but the point is, he said he said the biggest mistake investors make is they think that a stock is a good stock or good asset to buy when it's going up. And when something's going down they think it's a bad asset to buy right 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 and, and it sounds sounds so funny but like it's actually more true than than it seems and they'll take my word for it i'd to this 15 minutes ago new world order you could listen to it by ray dalio and he made his money buying good assets on a discount right so let's say hypothetically that this wasn't ipo'd at too high of a price and this is just a sell-off because people want to invest in the new shiny toy how you're getting Messi, a, a good asset in our sphere, at a discount.
0: Yeah. I mean, either way. And you're getting Messi in the year the World Cup is being played, most likely yep. his last World Cup. I mean, listen, LeBron's gonna play till he's 117 years old. So maybe Messi will have another World Cup, who the heck knows? And a World Cup where he's got a good team around him. So this is the kind of stuff I was looking for from you, man. Not Ray Dalio. That shit I can do. Soccer, soccer. This is your you, world. You play. soccer. never. You've never, you've never read a book. You look. You watch movies. I don't read books. I don't read books. So That's just be like your Thornton. Thought. Just like Thornton Mellon said.
1: But I, if, I know you watch the game, so I. If a that book for is you. any
0: good, if a book is any good, they are going to make a movie out of it. I'm in and out in two hours. Dumb. So
1: you, you you caught me. It's actually an audio book on YouTube. They did make a movie. It. Yeah. There
0: we go. It. There we go. So. Messi could possibly also be something to jump into now because we are a couple months away from the World Cup. Um, you know, how's PSG doing? P- PSG's doing well. He plays for, right? PSG's doing well. Champs League this week. You expect PSG to do something in that league? Do you expect them to have a good performance with Messi actually playing well? Look what I'm doing. Are, are you
1: spoon-feeding me? Are I you? Are
0: spoon to... you spoon-feeding yes. me? Yes. <laughs> well,
1: we can move on to so you know, soccer
0: if you like. So that's we interesting. Back
1: you to you didn't like where I went with Ray Dalio. So I'll talk about performance. Yes. Yeah, so yes. coming yes. home, yeah, it, home. Went,
0: it is a good asset at a discount is great. I actually love that. But I, I also want you to talk about Messi. Well,
1: what's the saving? Mean, the guys are, are great, but no, they, they have a game this Wednesday versus Madrid coming home one Oh, but I've said it before people listen to our show. whether maybe this is the first episode. He he has the rare opportunity to win Champions League and a World Cup, right? And he's in a, honestly a good position to win both. Um, PSG's playing well. Mbappe is actually the best player right now in the best form for that team. But Messi gets to pick out passes. I I think if you guys watched the last game, you know that they're a promising team. So there's that in the round of 16. They're already leading Madrid and going into the World Cup. You have Argentina, which I think is a favorite. Uh, given that it's Messi's last world cup but i don't even think he has to win the world cup for the conversation to start and you guys know i'm a big hype machine buy the hype sell the news so how's that is that better
0: that was much better i really good. liked it i did you did you did really good there i mean that was i mean that was about <laughs> as good as as good as i could have expected you know i mean i'm, so I'm loving life. let's
1: talk a little bit about zion um
0: Ooh, nice. I like Zion.
1: Back with the team. Back with the team. His cards are now, after not playing at all this season, but having a great last season, I discovered, I can't believe I didn't realize, he's basically the same price as John Morant for comp- for comparable cards, within 10, 20%. Do you think his cards get a bump? I personally don't. I think the, the narrative on Zion is he's overweight, he's injury prone, and he has to do something significant. To become cardboard relevant again and start winning the love of the hobby—that's my own personal take. We'll see because he—he he might be playing in two weeks, and this New Orleans team might sneak in, sneak into the playoffs, and this gets really interesting.
0: Listen, I think there is—I think there's a, there's an increase on him. Um, I will well, go for a different, a couple of different angles on Zion. One. I know it's different. I know it's a different player. I know, you know, Zion came in with all the hype and all the money and makes more money off the court than he does even on. But look right. at Embiid. People are looking at Embiid this year at an MVP level, and he's looking great. Embiid didn't really even play that much in his first couple years, you know? And when Zion played, he's light years ahead of where Embiid was at that age, right? Um, you got to think, at least to me, you're going to know when he comes back, right? When he plays, you're going to know. Because if he plays and he comes back hungry, and he plays with some fire, there's no excuse for him not to, right? His team is winning. His team is about to make a playoff push, and he's watching the league around him catch up to him, right? And and you want to see, if you're going to invest in this guy, you want to see somebody playing with a chip. You know, you want to see somebody playing, okay, Ja Morant, he was not as good as me because I was drafted ahead of him, and Ja's getting MVP talk. I'm going to come out there and I'm going to dunk on everybody and I'm going to do 360 dunks and people are going to forget about this jaw character and they're going to watch me in the playoffs and I'm going to get further in the playoffs than him. That's what you kind of want. And you're going to know whether that happens or if you got a, a, you know, a cuddly teddy bear out there playing and laughing and just, you know, passing the ball and not, not going for the jugular. I wouldn't want to see that. I think you're going to know pretty quick what you're going to get from Zion. But as far as the the cards go, I think the hype alone is going to be enough hype alone is going to be enough um, for certain of his cards to move up. 100%. 100%. Especially the high-end ones haven't even gone down that much. You know, people have enough. Big, big people with big money have big money invested in Zion, and they're not going to be dumping that stuff. So that's another thing to, you know, consider.
1: What's success for this Pelicans team? Make it into the play-in game? They're two games ahead of the Portland
0: Trailblazers, which is of. It depends how you, how you spin the narrative, right? You could say that it's almost already been a successful year because they put this team together with trades and no Zion. Their top guy's not there. They, you know, they, they pieced it together with chewing gum and, and tape. They went out and got McCollum, which is obviously a huge, another great character guy. Um, but, yeah. He is, a, he is a good character guy. You're, a, you're absolutely right. I would say. A, uh, Pelican's it, your new favorite team. Well, we have up. my boy got character, character up, up and, and down, down, right? And Mountain Dew. I like Mountain Dew. So we got Zion and character. Willie Green? You know I mean? Willie Green? Does it do anything I for mean, you? I don't know about his – I have to research his character. I'll I have to do some research on him. Um, but, I mean, I'm for sure he's Sixers. a great guy. Played for the Sixers. Sure. Well, then, I don't know. I don't like anything that came out of Philly. Look up, so, man. i make them, guys. He's a Philly guy. So a we Philly Philly
1: guy? Are, are we going to get Cuddly Zion or are we going to get Dunkin' Your Face Zion?
0: I'm hoping for Dunkin' your face Zion. I got to tell you, I really am. I'm hoping for Dunkin' your face Zion. I really want to see that. Um, you know, I really would like to see Dunkin' your face Zion.
1: Can I tell you something? I think you did a
0: really good job with the, you know, the valuation discussion on the messy. And part of it is, you know, we have to be honest if we think an IPO was high, right. And if we think an IPO was high, you know, we have to say, all right, look, you know, people are realizing it now. Right. And I want to, I want to talk about a card that I think is really cool, but I think really got out ahead of its skis and it's just one to kind of watch for you guys out there. And obviously Rush the Allen market has a, no, well, we can talk about that too. If you like, no, this is the, the, uh, the 1960 Hemmets Ali. Take a look at that one for me. The H E M M E T S Ali. It's a B V G eight. And I want to talk to you about that. Okay. Um, so this is a card that had IPO to 10 with 5,750 shares, which it's a $57,500 valuation on a BBG eight, All right, It's it last week was seven and a half and fell from seven and a half to 525 took a heck of a beaten week over week, right? Uh, wasn't one that collectible, you know, pointed out, but it's one that if you look at the charts, you see that little weird spike up down, you name it, you know, here's my take on this one, right? If you, if you look at the valuation now at 525, you're talking about a market cap that's just under 30, right? Yep. You no, know, a market cap just under $30,000. 30. Yep. So let me ask you so let's just call it a $30,000 card. Let me ask you because comps are tough. There are not a lot of BVG cards out there because Beckett for vintage is not the best place to be. At least that's my own personal, my own personal take. Uh, some people love Beckett. Some most people are modern Beckett investors. I've had a vintage card in Beckett, one of my first ones that I bought, and made a, It was a big mistake. Turns out the card wasn't a PSA holder with a lot lower of a grade. You name it, all kinds of fun story for another day. What would you, in PSA terms, what would you consider a BVG eight? A uh, raw card. A raw card. Yeah, pretty much. So let's take it this way, right? I don't think anybody in their right mind considers it a PSA eight or else it would be in a PSA slap. all right? The only so thing it means, has going for
1: a cage is it's very
0: nicely centered. It's a gorgeous card. Don't get me wrong. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous card. But, but, but wait, I, I think- you go, here you go. go Sorry. I would say best case scenario for it, right? Would be that it, it's a PSA seven, right? That's about as, as good as you can expect. If you're the holder of that BVG eight, Right. Um, you're you're thinking that that is, um, you know, that is that's a PSA seven in its on its best day. Right. Well, if you look just right on PSA's uh, website you now, you know, it's an eBay auction. You, you know, you got to think maybe, you know, maybe it ha- more of these came out and more of these were graded. Is so, this a true rookie in your opinion? It depends on what you consider a rookie. So this was not a card issued like this. This was issued in a book, like a little binder, with four cards in on one page. And you actually have to hand, not even perforated, you have to hand-cut each of the cards out. PSA actually has, if you look at the PSA website on this, actually has the hand-cut individual cards, and they grade the whole page. It's sort of like the 58 Gazetta of uh, Pele that has the one with Garincha panel. Right, or by itself, they'll grade it both ways. It's the same kind of thing. But there's the last sale on this on a PSA eight is a six three nine PSA slab. What does that tell you? Real recent grade, right? It's a six, it's it's one of the one it's been graded this year. So either it's a crossover or it's a new card, or people are cutting these, or whatever it is. And this is a card that really got ahead of itself. And even in a PSA 8, right? Even in a PSA 8, which um, excuse me, even at PSA seven, which you know was selling for a good amount of money last year, PSA sevens in October of last year, they were between twenty and thirty thousand dollars, right? Which puts the market cap at this right where, you know, right where it is currently. Definitely not at the seven and change that it was at last week. But the last sale on this, January thirty first of twenty twenty two, the last sale, you guys could just check this right on PSA's website, it was sixteen thousand eight hundred and seventy seven dollars. Okay, that's a PSA seven. I think that compares to a BVG eight. There are some people who would much rather have a seven in PSA yep. than a BVG eight. And if you can get a PSA seven, I'm, I'm, this is one comp, guys. This is one comp. So, so just keep that in mind. It's just one sale. But if you have the ability to get a PSA seven for sixteen thousand dollars, and a BVG eight is sitting with a market cap of thirty, that's just something for you to look at. If this is a card you're holding, um, there's a reason, obviously, why the valuation came down. You know from seven and change a share which would you know put this significantly higher to you know maybe 40 something thousand to now down in the thirty thousand dollar range at five and change i wouldn't be surprised to see this one go down a little bit further as well but you know we're here to do an analysis of the numbers when i look at the charts by the way i don't i don't ever told you this when i look at the charts and i look at the the data i don't even look at the card the first thing i do is i look at i look at the charts i write down what uh what the data is what the market cap is what the ipo is you name it and then that after i've done that i look back at what the card is that's how i come up with my cards i appeal
1: is the cherry on top and not the decision maker
0: yeah the ipo is nice well I, what i mean is i don't even know what card i'm looking at when i look at the data we have a spreadsheet i swing all the way over to the last couple of weeks of trading and i take notes on how the thing is trading you name it and i then i swing back and see what card it's pretty crazy right so I try to take that whole, like my own bias of, I like this guy. I don't like this guy. I try to get out of the equation and what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's sheer numbers. It's not, it, you know, it's, it's how the thing, how the asset is trading over the last couple of weeks. Um, and look at what the pattern is. And then I go back and look at the cards. It's how I wound up with, with a Hemet Ali, a Messi. these are not in my wheelhouse, but a card that is sort of my wheelhouse and we could talk about it again. You know, it's come down from the IPO might be an opportunity if you missed the IPO to get in now at a good price. Um, the shoeless Joe, 1915 sporting news, you know, it's a pretty cool card. You can take a look at it if you like, but the shoeless Joe, 1915 sporting news IPO to tennis share with 8,975 shares. So that puts it at just under $90,000 market cap. And it's, it, it, it's come for trading now. and, and, it was mean, just a gorgeous card. That same that same picture, I think, was used in a Gimple's version. Um, that, that same, you know, him swinging has been used in a bunch of, of different cards. Um, I think this one's a blank back. I'm not 100% sure. They're all ones yep. that have stuff on the You're back. You're absolutely right. Um, but it came out, and it's been trading. And you look, it doesn't have a huge chart, right? You can't pull up, like, even more than a month on this one, right? Because it's only been trading for a couple of weeks. But it came out in secondary, 849, 855. And then last week dropped from 855 down to 606 a share right from $10 it means we're down, you know, 39% on this one. Um, and it's taking the market cap from what was 90,000, you know, to sitting now at around about 54,000. The market fifty four thousand three hundred
1: Exactly. So,
0: I mean, just, it's a, it's a nice. 40%. If, yeah. I mean, it's down 40%. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, is that an overreaction? Is that somebody who was trying to get liquidity out to maybe move it into some of the other cooler IPOs that were on here? I don't know the answer. I'm a big shoeless Joe fan. Um, actually for Christmas, somebody bought me a Shoeless Joe mitt, which is kind of cool. Um, you have a Shoeless Joe book. That's right. My son has a Shoeless Joe book. (laughs) See, and it's just, it's one of those cool things, right? Where we talk about, you know, uh, flights of quality and moving to vintage. You were on a show in Atlanta and people were talking about Mickey Mantle and Jackie Robinson or Roberto Clemente. This kind of checks that box also. But really what swung my attention to it was the fact that it came out for trading. And it's now forty percent, with a big dip week over week. So it's one to take an eye, uh, one to keep an eye on.
1: Let's, uh, stay on the, let's stay on the name Joe, okay, real quick. So we'll we'll keep yeah. going a little back and forth ping pong. Shoot. So Do it. Do it. I was at the Atlanta show last week. We talked about how vintage was super in demand. Well, let's be more specific. Yep. It was baseball vintage. Mickey Mantle, uh, you know, DiMaggio, all those guys. So it was baseball yeah. that was in yeah. demand. What if we what if we make a projection? That football is going to be next. You know, football, yeah, I think- vintage has not moved. This Joe Montana PSA 10 is basically flat to what it was six to yeah. nine months ago. And I know that's the way it is. But with vintage going up, I think it's natural to think, oh, Mickey Mantle's up literally 100% or even more in some cases. Maybe football
0: sees a little bit of a run.
1: So this thing, IPO, this Joe Montana PSA 10 rookie, what are the, okay, do you know this card? Do you love this card. How yep. many of them are there?
0: Yep. Uh um, is about a hundred, I think like 112 115 something like that. I mean, I can yep. I can look it up for you.
1: 108, it says it right here. And it was just a sale, memory lane, February nineteenth for eighty five thousand. Yet the so one way back up one collectible is trading at sixty-eight thousand. Basically flat ipo at sixty-five. Dude, so great call. What I think you're gonna start seeing next is a little bit of a run on vintage football. And it doesn't just mean Montana, rice. <laughs> Herschel Walker, Walter Payton, Jim Brown. I think those guys are also that, you know, handful of guys like the Mantles, DiMaggio, Ted Williams, I'm Jack, you know, Montana.
0: Montana. I love it. Uh, guys, just for the sake of of, you know, clarity, while I don't own any shares here or in any collectible or any fractional platform, I do own one of those cards. I do own a Joe Montana PSA 10. I do so I want to make sure that's clear right off the bat. And here is the little cherry on top of Andrew's analysis. Look, you gotta come up. The card it, you know, it, it peaked, it went up. I think it was like a hundred thousand dollar card, came back down yeah. into the into the fifties, sixties, and that's moving back up. The supply came out after it had those record-breaking sales, down. like the Jordan did and all that stuff, it kind of came back. But here's where here's where I go with Montana, right? All of these new young quarterbacks that are coming out now that people are investing in at higher and higher prices. They only help Montana down the road, just like they will eventually help Tom Brady when Tom Brady is actually retired, which I don't believe he is. So, well, they'll get there. A little fun one, right? For you you guys, miss football,
1: man. You're a football I, guy, I huh? do miss football.
0: I like football. I like watching football. It's an easy sport, right? I get the whole week's games right there, one day, day and a half, sometimes Thursday. Um, it's, 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 um, it's, a is it's a lot.
1: It's a lot. Football's a sport that I understand the strategy the least. All
0: right. Well, beat the hell out of the other team and move the ball so here you go why montana is a safe and sound investment over the long haul is because whether it's josh allen that becomes the great quarterback or mahomes that becomes the great quarterback or one of the new guys mac jones or if it's joe burrow or if it's justin herbert one of those guys is going to succeed just like you saw burrow do Right, One or two or three of those guys. And as they succeed, as they win Super Bowls, their cards set new highs. And right now, Joe Montana's card is here. And those guys' cards are trying to chase Montana. Look, Brady's here. Montana's here. All these other guys are coming up on Montana. But here's what happens. You don't have to pick which one of those guys is going to be successful. Because not all of them can. One of them will be. And their cards are going to move up like this and the Montana's going to have to do this with it, just like the Brady's going to have to do that with it. Now, it's not sexy. It's not like I'm picking the right guy. It's not. You don't have the ability to say, hey, I was on Herbert when people thought Burrow was better, and three years from now you're gloating because Herbert has won an MVP and a Super Bowl, and you're like, ha, that off season where Burrow went to the Super Bowl and people were giving me Herbert's at a discount. Great, you might be right, and you're probably going to make more doing that, but you have a 1 in 10 chance in that AFC alone. And who knows where Russell Wilson and where, Rod, uh, where where Aaron Rodgers and maybe Tom Brady? Who knows where they're going to be? Who knows who's going to win, right? Um, but what you can do is, like I said, not as sexy, not as I was there first. Montana, he moves. And part of the reason Montana's cards moved was because Mahomes' cards were moving the way they were. Part of the reason that that Jordan's card moves because LeBron's and Lucas and all the other cards are moving. So, one of the fun things about vintage, although it's like you say, you know, it doesn't give you that rush of like, hey, I'm watching a game and my guy just put up a 50 piece, right? It doesn't give you that. It's over time, someone now is going to have an increase in price and that will the rising tide lift all ships. You are in a goat. That's why I like that. If if we
1: want to even give it another like little catalyst or so to speak, Emmett Smith was during an era of a lot of cards produced, right? Yep. Johnny Unitas no one really remembers or talks about him Joe Montana fits in that perfect era where there's one true rookie where he like you even said he's vintage but he's yep. not really vintage enough that he's forgotten yet and he's not too modern where he has six different rookie cards to invest in Montana and Rice are a really interesting tandem they fit perfectly into the cards players legacy. They check all those boxes that you want to invest because one rookie, right? Super yep. accomplished one team, yep. low pop on the PSA tens. It has it checks all those boxes that makes it very
0: investable. Yep, percent. All right,
1: two uh, two buyouts this week. One rejected, one accepted. Oscar Robertson, Cincinnati Royals game worn jersey accepted ninety seven percent for uh, three hundred twenty thousand dollars. Buyout offer at IPO at 268 268,000 then the precious metal gems Tim Duncan BGS 8 that was rejected. It IPO at 219, the offer was for 300 but it's trading at 550 so thank you guys for being smart. What else you got for me,
0: Cage? So there's only two other ones that kind of came up on my, you know, my radar, the blips on the screen, um, you know, and these are, you know, these are interesting plays. Uh, the 1969 Topps basketball set. Can you pull that one up for me? So it didn't. It didn't fall in my. Oh wow, it's below the IPO. Look at what we brought. Right, the Messi is down 50 percent, and the Shoeless Joe is down 40 percent. Um, those kind of you know they're red flags for me. Like what's going on? Why are they so below the IPO? The 69 Topps basketball set, which by the way is a jumbo card set. Right, it's they they are in larger holders. Right, um, but an iconic set. What does that say? 152. Look at that. So there's the Wilt, right? Will Chamberlain in high grade. And uh, Luau Cinder is one of the big ones. Oscar Robertson, look at that. In I eight.
1: think if I had to choose Cage, I would live in the 60s. Jerry Weston, like if I could go I, back to one that, era.
0: Luau Cinder, eight.
1: Cage, what era would yep, you go man, back? you
0: go back to the 60s. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe like prehistoric times, you know? like I think I'll go back there, hang out with some dinosaurs. I don't know, dude. The 50s, 50s seem yeah. pretty cool. 50s seem pretty cool. Like like, like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to how to dance. I wouldn't have to know how, to, like you know, like do anything. You know, 50s kind of seem. I don't know. 50s seem kind of cool. Plus, my hair would kind of be in style there. I think. You I know?
1: think so like, too. You, Very you, greasy. You got an you know, Elvis like, vibe too. So the the top the 1969 basketball set 152,000 IPO'd at basically the same price. IPO'd at 148. That's what, now it's 153.
0: Correct. So it was. It's basically at the IPO price, you know, twenty five dollars a share, and it's back to twenty five seventy five. It was thirty dollars per share last week, and kind of you see that last if you go like the, the last month, you know, it kind of came down a little bit. Obviously, it's been at a high. Here's why I I singled this one out for folks. Right, there has been a little bit of increased attention on iconic basketball set building. Um, the 86 Fleer set is one that this, this set would probably be, like, second to that. You know, we talk about the 86 Fleer set with the Michael Jordan rookie. But there have been some recent sales. Johnny Moore, uh, Jeff Malone. Um, Kevin Malone. Where people? No, it was Jeff Malone. Kevin Malone's from The Office, right? Yay, mm-hmm. I got it. I got your reference. So, um, yeah, by the way. Someone's at the Jeff comment page. He said
1: love yes. the show we we're getting more and more comments on YouTube every single day guys thank you so much because those are fun man all of those yeah. are like hey can Andrew get a light or is he in witness protection um, <laughs> but one was like love the show but guys don't fight like every time I think you guys fight or disagree I think the show's gonna be over and I listen every day no
0: we're not going anywhere I'm gonna the, the I'm gonna do I think fighting is what
1: dying. makes us respect each other. We, we, Cage okay. and I, we get disagree, and five minutes later, it's all love.
0: I get text messages that say, "Okay, ten minutes in, I had to stop listening and go and get it on YouTube to see whether you guys were really mad at each other or if it was just kind of like for the show." They're like, "YouTube brings a whole other layer." And uh, so, Jordan Farone, that was a good text from you. And what'd you think, man? <laughs> was I really angry or what? You know, somebody who knows, somebody who knows the background. But um, no, so, so just to finish the point on this one, right? I think that there's- been I'm going of, on a lot mute. Of, yeah, you can. So it's, I do that a lot. But so the 86 set, people are buying the cards to fill the setup, right? And there's been uh, a lot of talk um, about the 86 clear complete set and how it hasn't caught up to those pieces yet. And I, I've been talking to a bunch of people who are saying, you know, they may pick up these complete sets because one just sold for, you know, five. Think about it. One just sold for like five hundred thousand dollars. Right. The complete set. Now, if you take out the Jeff Malone, which sold for seventy thousand. Right. And you take out the the um, Johnny Moore that sold for nearly a hundred thousand and the Michael Jordan, which is, you know, almost three hundred thousand. Guess what? You almost have your whole set price right there. You break it up, you throw those out. And now if you're a set breaker, now you're sitting there with a 10000 dollars Akeem Olajuwon. uh a Charles Barkley that's almost ten thousand dollars. You're sitting there with the Drexler rookie, you're sitting there with, you know, the Kareem that sells for a crazy amount of money now on PS10, and all the other low pop tens that sell for a ton of money as well. You're talking about like Adrian Dantley, you name it the whole deal. So why this set caught my attention is not a ton of high grade 1969 basketball sets out there. It's a hard Set to get in high grade, um, the very things Yeah, very I like that Jerry Weston a nine. Like if you're if you're out there trying to make a set, like that card could be you know a very impressive piece for somebody who's increasing. And this one has what does it say? Can you can you, pull go, up can, up you can you call him the logo, please? The logo. If you can pull this one off, I mean, you normally when sets are out there they have GPAs. So I'm curious what the what if what you are if the pull the it up. It's you know it's like a great. He,
1: point out, that. he was sixteenth right? in his class.
0: I mean, after one semester, I was eighth in my my law school class. My first semester, but it is what it is. So pull this one up. Normally, it says G, It's got a GPA. It um, has it so right here eight point
1: nine nine five. So.
0: so basically, what that's telling you guys is that this complete set has an average PSA grade of eight point nine nine five. It means that the set overall is almost a nine when you average out all of the grades together. And we saw there were some eights, Jerry West was a nine, you didn't even look through the set. But I I put this one out there only because it wouldn't surprise me, especially with the recent dip that it had, if somebody took this off the market and broke it up and held it out there and said, okay, you're building a high grade set. You're building a set of nines. All right, well, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna break this one up and I'll sell the Jerry West 9 to somebody for a ton of money. And I'm going to sell this 9 to somebody for a ton of money, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's my thought on this one. I, I don't know whether or not, you know, I can't tell you how many complete sets there are out there, right? They don't measure that, right? Anybody can build sets, um, you know, but this is just one where... I can say Look at the cards, man. What do you think of these cards? Look at that, Wolf Razor. That's a nine. I right? think they're
1: very cool. I think they're very cool, man. Um,
0: I mean, I've. Had it's, also see, um, it's also interesting to see.
1: It's also interesting to see the difference between eights and nines in this, you know, because it feels like the, the, the difference between here, them yeah. is so small. But two eights got two really nicely centered eights um, eight here. This is a really nicely centered eight. Yeah. And the wolf and I mean, listen –
0: but I mean, you know, Will, there's only nine nines. So there's an eight. There's only 115 eights. You know, this is one of those one of those cards where there's one of these things where you know some of them don't have tents, You know, so you know, depending upon who, just, just cycle through some of the other names for me.
1: There, there aren't the bl- these are only the, the pictures. Do you want me? Let me see the names. Um,
0: well, West is a nine, right?
1: Uh, West was a nine. Yeah, Luois so is only 17
0: 9s, you know. Oscar
1: Robertson was an 8. A little bit off-centered right to left. Um Jerry West 9. This is a really nice one. Kind of looks like a his portrait. Lou cinder 8, really nicely centered 8. Bill yeah, Bradley nice 8. Board. Bill Bradley 8. Elgin Baylor 8. Uh Earl Monroe 9. Earl, uh, Earl. Uh, Dave Boucher nine. Dave DeBoucher. Walt Frazier. Dave DeBusher no. nine.
0: By the way, there's only 14 Dave DeBusher nines and no tens. So you got That's somebody no building a set those. Oh, do me a favor. Look up Dave DeBoucher. Come on now. And Jerry West, there's one ten and 18 nines. And Jack one of DeBusher. those 18 nines is in this set. So this is what I'm talking about, right? Like somebody could take this set out and take it off market, buy a West eight, sell the West nine for a significant amount of money to somebody still have this amazing set and take some money off the table by doing it that way. You know what I mean? Or just sell some of those nine, some of those pieces. So it's just one of those, one of those, you know, interesting, you know, ways to look. Frazier was a nine on there. I think, you know, there's one ten and 17 nines. So I think you're going to see a little bit more of this, you know, it's, it's a recent trend. Take a look at some of the 86 Fleer, uh, sales that you're looking at, um, like I said, Johnny Moore, Jeff Malone, those guys, and you're gonna see the set building putting these, you know, these these high profile basketball sets together. Um, this one fits the bill, Jumbo, Alcindor's rookie, a lot of great cards. So IPOs, uh,
1: 1948 leak, Warren Spahn PSA nine, completely funded, early access. If you guys open the app, you'll get early access to it, I believe. 1968 yep. Milton Bradley Nolan Ryan PSA nine. Hundred fifty-four thousand dollar market cap, thirty-two percent retained. Beautiful Nolan Ryan, Milton Bradley card. I think one of our uh, listeners graded that card. Got an eight, right?
0: Nolan Ryan, you got a nine actually. Wow! They did it wrong, got a nine. And uh, I mean, that card has continued, a, continued to go that's up. That's a game changer. A that's a life card. card. Good for you, yeah.
1: man. Uh, Nineteen sixty-nine Reggie Jackson. People don't like him, but he's well accomplished. That is what I learned. Oakland A's Game worn and photo match jersey, 157,750. That's interesting, man, because he's such an accomplished athlete. And this is a one of one. Is there one collector out there who really wants this? So, 2002 Panini Portugal stickers, Cristiano Ronaldo PSA 10, 109,000 market cap with 45% retained. Kobe 2016 Game worn Black History Month photo matched sneakers, 72,000, nothing retained. The lithograph, lithograph, one of one, exclusive, Dave Bing player edition, hundred K market cap, and Dirk Duncan, Yao Dirk, the funniest, exquisite logo man on the market. Get your hands on it, hundred sixty three thousand with forty five percent retained.
0: This is boy, hilarious. Wait, I'm going to get a laugh on question. Yeah, I mean, last Yow question. Me. <laughs>
1: Yao Dirk and Tim Duncan walk into a bar.
0: Put some respect on those guys. Um, They're all great players. But yeah, interesting logo, man, though, for the three of those guys together. Okay, so we've seen what things like The Last Dance will do to cards. Those are documentaries, right? What about a scripted drama, loosely based in fact, the one that's, I think, coming out today, right, about the Lakers? Um, do you think it has any impact on Laker cards, Laker items? Um, Showtime Winning Laker? time on H- HBO, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. That's what it's called. It's on HBO. It's you know Lakers Dynasty. Collectible has the 1980 Topps Bird Magic Irving PSA nine. It has the the PSA eight basket of two of them. It's got the dual logo man of Magic and Bird that you spoke about. It's got the triple signatures of Jordan Magic and LeBron. It's got the Upper Deck Black Quad BGS Jordan Kobe LeBron and Magic card. Let me let me Um, let me. I'll put it to you this way.
1: If yep. the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, can make Jordan Belfort look good, then HBO Showtime Lakers can make Magic and Bird look good. Uh, Okay. Too, too fucking shy, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's going to make them look good, but do you think that that has an impact on their assets? Like, would you be For looking all. to grab some Laker stuff?
1: If if the DiCaprio or... Jordan Balfour had rookie cards after Wolf of Wall Street came out. People would be running for them, guaranteed. Tops now that
0: that's is that like a top top ten movie of yours?
1: No, I don't like that movie at all. Too much drugs, and they're mean to the little midgets. They throw them at Velcro, and they shave that girl's head. Oh my god!
0: But I'm not allowed to say that. Oh,
1: uh, P.S. We're not allowed to say midgets. The- they
0: are the midgets. midgets. To the folks who listen to this show, one, English is not his first language. Two, hearing Andrew say, this movie is not my favorite because there's too much drugs. is like me saying, I don't like going to the buffet because there's too much food. I mean, there's some irony in there, my friend. There's some irony in there. But it is what it is. I think we've completed another episode of the fractional report brought to you by collectible before the opening bell happy trading out there guys we hope you found some value in this and uh feel free to jump on collectibles discord um there's a section in there of course that uh that has questions for us um you know you can drop any questions you have about specific assets about overall trading ideas any questions you have drop them in there i answer them on um you know on the discord but we'll even go a step further uh, maybe, you know, going forward, we can try to take some questions out of there and, and discuss them on our next episode. Uh, maybe pull one, two or three questions out from the Discord. Um, but go ahead and join that. They do awesome trivia and some fun stuff in their Discord as well. How, how do they join
1: it? How do they join it?
0: On Discord. Um, you know, the. I think on the collectible site is, a, is an invite to the Discord. If not, if you have any trouble joining Discord, just send Andrew or myself a message on any social media platform you can find us on twitter or on instagram you can go through the the lucas tigers and bronze website um you can go through you know whatever it is you, you find us anywhere and we so will
1: um, uh, we'll have some fun guys if you're listening to this show okay and you join the discord post a question and answer this question now that kevin durant is back is he a buy is kevin durant a buy yes or no why put that in the question and ask a question We'll pick three people and we'll give tigers tiger nfts to you guys
0: cool thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the lucas tigers and bronze oh my podcast um do us a favor and like subscribe now you know what don't just like and subscribe everybody does that if you like us tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your enemies tell everybody and uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.